Hello, I'm Jim, and this is On The Left Side, the alternative football show. You can find us on Twitter, at On The Left Side. What a week it's been in football. Finally, the answer to the age-old question, how do you make a cup draw interesting, was answered by the Scottish FA. Let's face it, the tried and tested two miserable old pros pulling their balls out of velvet bags whilst they bemoan the fact they weren't born in the money-soaked modern footballing era so have to do crappy jobs like this just isn't that gripping. And so the Scottish FA switched it up a bit. They invited wrinkly rocker Rod Stewart to do the honours for the Scottish Cup fifth round draw, but not before they let him have a good run at the old green room first. So Rod, would you please do the home ties? Now? Take your time. <coughs> Number four. Don Fermlin. <laughs> Number 11. Wraith Rovers or Heart of Midlothian. Genius. Why has nobody thought of this before? A gin-soaked Rod Stewart doing the draw. I want to see all cup draws in the future featuring rock stars completely off their faces. Next season's League Cup should feature Dave Lee Roth downing JD and throwing up into the velvet ball bag. I want to see Ozzy Osbourne snorting coke off a whore's shoulder blades before plucking balls from an intimate location on her body for the FA Cup next season. And the Champions League should feature Iggy Pop and Keith Richards both riding hovercrafts through the FA offices whilst injecting heroin and defiling the decapitated body of John Motson. Now that would be worth watching. Still, I guess, Kevin Keegan's wry smile whilst Newcastle are drawn against Manchester United is just as watchable, eh? I will love it if we beat them. Love it. So, what's coming up on this week's show? It's a case of bad wind for Jurgen Klopp. Sunderland seal their Premier League fate. We get scared of Arsene Wenger. But first, we take a visit to the treatment room. Occasionally in football, there's an incident that reminds you that it's an actual sport played by actual people who can sometimes, actually, get properly hurt. It's a stark contrast between the over-exaggerated floor writhing that seems to accompany any challenge deemed more than a brush nowadays. But it does happen, and it happened last week to Hull City's Ryan Mason, who fractured his skull in the team's loss to Chelsea. The good news is he's making great progress, and on the left side, wish him a speedy recovery. The bad news is the way in which the story was covered by the English tabloid media. So, just to recap, a professional footballer suffers a potentially life-changing injury in a major football match. There are loads of different angles a journalist could take on this. The safety of players in the game could be one. Head injuries and the consequences of would be another one. Maybe an interview with a few sportsmen from different sports like boxing and rugby to see if they think enough is being done to protect sportsmen. Is that it? Is there any other angles I'm missing? Oh yeah, what about printing a load of pictures of Ryan's missus in a bikini? Forgot about that one. The Daily Star dragged itself out of the gutter just long enough to scrawl Meet the stunning wag at Hull Star's bedside on a headline banner before collapsing back into the filth. The accompanying story featured a whole load of exclusive snaps of Ryan's fiance, Rachel Peters, in various states of undress. And by exclusive, I of course mean ripped straight off her Instagram account. Yeah, I know he's in hospital with a serious head injury, but check out the bazookas on this stunning brunette. Whoa! The article also contains such journalistic insight as his fiancée will no doubt be wishing her boyfriend makes a speedy recovery. 
What, you mean she doesn't want the man she loves to get worse? Wow, you don't get that kind of scoop without a man on the inside, do you? You see that bottom of the barrel? Well, it's, it's way up there if you want to scrape it. But for every serious injury that the Premier League is turning out, it also features its fair share of dead legs and bruised fingers too. Take Andy Carroll, for example. The big Geordie, drain on the NHS, who also sometimes plays for West Ham, is in great form at the moment, but also almost missed out on last week's game against Middlesbrough after suffering whiplash while scoring his goal of the season contending overhead kick the week before. He's got a bit of a whiplash injury. That's what I've been told from the physios, so I went to dictionary, basically. Whiplash! Is that even a real injury? Isn't that the kind of thing that people make up in order to con the insurance company out of a load of money? Oh yeah, my neck's really stiff, mate. It sounds ridiculous, but it does give me a great idea. Have you been injured scoring a goal that wasn't your fault? Did you get a boo-boo sliding into a tackle you didn't need to make? Was your football club to blame for playing you when you should have had bed rest with a nasty splinter in your finger? Then you need rubbish football injury lawyers for you. Andy claims almost £80,000 every week from his employer. Why, hey man, I get injured every time I kick a ball, man. But somehow, thanks to rubbish football injury lawyers for you, I keep getting bigger and bigger contracts. Daniel spends more time on the treatment table than on the pitch, but has still managed to rack up more than £20 million in transfer fees. Some people said I should come to Liverpool to win trophies. That's rubbish. I just heard they had a great A&E at the Royal Infirmary. And Theo earned himself over £37 million, despite being sidelined for a total of over three years during his work in North London. It's incredible. Thanks to rubbish football injury lawyers for you, I can play less and less games every single season and sign bigger and bigger contracts. So if you have been the victim of a ridiculous footballing injury that means you have to spend an outlandish amount of time not kicking a ball about, then rubbish injury football lawyers could help you. Don't let a kick to your shins be a blow to your bank. Call rubbish injury lawyers for you now. I never had Arsene Wenger down as a soccer hatchet man, but it turns out he's a proper hard nut. The Arsenal manager went all stone-cold Steve Austin on the fourth official Anthony Taylor last week with a tirade of abuse, followed up with a vicious push on the man in black, which has earned him an FA misconduct charge. When I say vicious push, I of course mean a tickle. In fact, it was the kind of contact that if Ashley Young had been on the receiving end of it, he would have even thought twice about hitting the deck holding his ankle. That said, Arsene Wenger did still come out and apologise for his actions. I uh, regret everything. I should have shut up and go in and, uh, and go home, basically. And I apologise for that. Maybe he should have gone home. And if he had gone home, it would have meant he would have left the stadium before the final whistle of the game. Just like a proper Arsenal fan. Thanks. It wasn't just Wenger who's been acting like an East End wide boy either, with Notts County revealing the reason they parted company with John Sheridan earlier this year. Apparently it was because of a foul-mouthed rant at the fourth official, which sounds like it's more likely to come from a Guy Ritchie film than a football field. Supposedly, he shouted, You're a fucking cunt, a cunt, a fucking disgrace, you're fucking useless. You've not fucking got anything right today. You should be fucking ashamed. You're fucking shit. My kids aren't going to get any fucking Christmas presents because of fucking you. It's pretty brutal, isn't it? I mean, apart from the Christmas present thing. 
That's just weird. I think he's confusing referees with Santa. But other than that, brutal. The good news is that apparently there is an appetite for bad boy footballers if the new Hollywood flick Dangerous Game is anything to go by. In a bid to come up with a football film worse than Escape to Victory, reality TV show bad boy Callum Best has been cast as a footballing bad boy who indulges in a life of crime dressed as Gary Lineker in order to... Do you know what? I don't really care. Let's just hear a bit of the trailer. Why would a premiership footballer be performing armed robbery? It just doesn't make sense. Thanks for doing this, bro. Don't know what I've done without you. Well, mate, you know what they say? A friend helps you move, but a true friend helps you move a dead body. Let me go, you psychotic bitch! You two need to grow up. This is the premiership! Oh, it's amazing. I really believe that that man is reading some words that were written down on a page by another man. Incredible. The film also stars Chris Kamara, Alex something that used to be married to large-breasted model Jordan, large-breasted model Lucy Pinder and Darren Day, which led some reviewers to even ponder if such a terrible cinematic experience could all be made up as a massive cinema wind-up. But it did get me thinking, surely there is room for a gangster-cum-football movie in the mould of such movies as Layer Cake, Snatch and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. And if that is the case, the Premier League already have a great cast. In this game, you have to stand up for yourself or you're going to get knocked over. And with these boys, you need to watch out. Gunner, he's always up for a scrap. Yeah, why do you look at me? Mumbles, Mm -hmm. not a man you want to upset. And uh, to be fair now, I I don't want to talk about it. I would like to talk. I can talk for ages here. And Fat Sam, well, he knows how to make a squid or two. I'm frustrated and angry. (laughs) They know how to make some money. And all they have to do is win the game. If only life was that simple. Balls, boots and two diving strikers coming to fuck you up, sunshine. Soon. Yep, much more Super Sunday than Long Good Friday. As much as I hate to do it, it's time to level some criticism at Jurgen Klopp. His lovely floppy hair, hipster glasses and endearing giggle are no longer enough as the wheels seem to be well and truly coming off Liverpool's season. It's all very well being everyone's favourite uncle, but when your game plan relies on Daniel Sturridge not only staying fit, but scoring goals as well, well then you're in real trouble. The final nail in the one win in seven games coffin for some Merseysiders was the club tumbling out of the EFL Cup to Southampton this week, which prompted this angry call to BBC Five Live. Jurgen Klopp has to go. Liverpool is a club based on winning trophies. Jurgen Klopp is not a trophy-winning manager and they need to replace him with Diego Simeone by next season. Hang on, did you just say Liverpool is a club based on winning trophies? Based on winning trophies? You mean the single League Cup victory that you won in the last decade? That is a fairly shaky foundation. I'm not sure equaling the same amount of trophies that Birmingham City and Swansea have won in the last 10 years really is that worth shouting about, if I'm honest. And the always affable German even seems to be getting a little bit tetchy in his post-match interviews. What didn't you do well tonight? You said, I think, two yards behind me, you saw the game. We didn't score, that's it. So, that's it. Sorry. Do you know, 
I even quite like him when he's angry. But Kloppy has an interesting excuse for his team's disappointing performance in the cup. Did he blame the fans like Borough boss Karanka? No. Did he blame the English game like Pep Guardiola? No. How about blaming the fourth official like good old Arsene Wenger? No. Klopp, instead, had a go at Mother Nature. Not sure if you felt it, but the wind was really strange today. It was really difficult, really difficult to, to play football with this wind. You know football's played outside, don't you, Jürgen? You know, where the weather pretty much lives. How is it even a surprise that it might be windy? In January, in England. But that comment gave Jose Mourinho the perfect opportunity to kick a man when he's down and had his own dig at the Liverpool boss after his Manchester United team scraped through the EFL Cup against Hull and he played down the chances that United were favourites in the final against Southampton. I don't think we are favourites. Normally the stadium is, is windy and it's difficult. Beautifully played, Jose. Although it's so deadpan, I'm not sure if it is a dig at Klopp or if Premier League managers are now suddenly noticing that it gets a bit breezy in England every now and again and maybe they should account for it. Possibly, as well as physios and kit men and sports scientists, in the future we are now going to see the likes of Manchester United signing up the likes of Michael Fish to give them the heads up if it's going to be a bit blowy. Earlier on today, apparently a woman rang the BBC and said she heard that there was a hurricane on the way. Well, if you're watching, don't worry, there isn't. On second thoughts, maybe not. As for Jose, well, he seems to be getting his feet under the table at Old Trafford and he's settling in with a decent run of games, but he is still not happy. His team may be playing well, but there is still more to be done from top to bottom. And next on his target is the United Ball Boys. Boys. Apparently, he has decided to sack the current crop of weekend workers in favour of using academy players instead, who he believes will understand the game and the importance of getting the ball back into play quicker. Now, I know United fans have been a bit worried that their youth prospects won't be getting much game time under Mourinho, but I'm not sure having them crouched around the advertising hoardings, wearing fluorescent bibs and getting the ball back from Row Z every time Paul Pogba inevitably boots it there is quite what they had in mind. But I'm sure it's going to be a brilliant negotiation tactic this summer when United try and sign the latest 19-year-old South American prospect by promising him a great pay packet, the number seven shirt, and a job collecting balls from the East Stand Lower on a Saturday. And finally... What do you do when your back is up against the wall? You revert to type. And that is exactly what Sunderland boss David Moyes is doing by signing all his old Everton players. It was only last week that he said, and I quote, I'd be kidding if I said the players were going to bring would mess with me. <laughs> OK, I can't do a Scottish accent. I'd be kidding if I said the players we're going to bring in will massively make a big difference. And having now snapped up former City and Villa defender Yolene Lescott, I can now understand exactly what he means. The centre-back's capture was met with underwhelming enthusiasm from the club's fan base, with Twitter seemingly viewing the announcement as a sure sign of impending doom. At Tom Huffingley asked, Did Sunderland accidentally send Lescott a contract offer from their pocket? At Frankascooney99 offered the advice, Announce relegation. Whilst at White Star 2013 offered the simple and effective. <laughs> so, 
A roaring trade in the club shop for Lescott 15 shirts then. Personally, I'm looking forward to Sunderland's eventual relegation when Jolene Lescott can appear in front of the press and announce to everyone that it's best for the players that the club finally got relegated. Now it's, it's there and it's official. Hopefully it's, um, it's a weight off people's shoulders. OK, that's it. I am done. Another episode of On The Left Side is in the can. Thank you for being a part of it. Now get yourselves online and give our Twitter account a follow at On The Left Side for some top quality trips on the banter bus. Ha ha. But please do come back, despite that last bit, come back next week for another episode of Football Funny. Right, I'm off to hire Slaven Bilic, Arsene Wenger and Sam Allardyce for a diamond heist I've got planned because that's full time. Bye. Yeah, with these abrupt audio boys, you definitely need to watch out. At McGinley, he's cold. He gave up his missus so he could make this. Jim Salverson, well, he's just a sick individual. Dyslexic. Check out ontheleftside.co.uk before I check you out permanently. There's more. Oh, that no, there isn't more. Okay, it's a joke, right.